0: Welcome, listeners, to another evening of nostalgic radio and cars. I'm your host, Robert, and for the next hour, we will be talking about cars. And we've got a special guest from the Motor City, and we will be playing some nostalgic songs. So take out your earplugs and turn your radio to full volume. Or go to your computer and log on to the Tantalk1340.com now, and you can see us streamed live all across the country and around the globe. So fire up that transistor radio, Lee. (laughs) Folks, uh, I played that song because our guest this evening is from Detroit. Or actually, uh, yeah, the Detroit area. And, of course, this is Ted Nugent, the Nuge man, the Motor City Madman. Hey, Lee, you, you used to listen to, uh, or listen to uh, Ted back in the day?
1: I liked him when um, he had the Amboy Dukes, and, uh, you know, before... He was Ted Nugent and I mean he was still Ted Nugent but he was in the Amboy Dukes in the 60s had some real good songs like baby please don't go and uh, gir- to... journey to the center of your mind and those were good songs.
0: Really? We'll have to play those sometimes cuz you're from Michigan, think... Michigan too, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this, Nugent had you know he was trying to get get back uh you know get his popularity get it get something going again in the early 70s so he would go to bars and say uh, look we're going to play here for free tonight. And then uh, tomorrow night you're going to be you're going to be uh, begging to pay us to come back because because we're going to rip the place down. You know? <laughs> okay, Rifle go for it, it dude. I, I, you know I thought that was a that was a pretty good. Um,
0: Did you ever get to way see to
1: way to go about getting gigs? You know what I mean. Uh-huh.
0: Did you ever see him live back then?
1: I never I never saw Ted Nugent. No. Oh no, kidding. I never wanted to. I, I mean, in the 70s, I just, I really hated this band. I, I'm sorry.
0: Shame on you. Everybody,
1: <laughs> But I mean, I was up in Michigan, and it's, it's all you heard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Ted Nugent and Bob Seger and all these, these local, you know, I, I can't think of the word. They're just you yeah. know, local yokels, basically. Okay. You know
0: what I mean? Anyway, let's get back to the show here. We'll talk about cars. Hey, drag racing seems to be a real popular theme around here, and um, so I've got, uh, we're going to change it a little bit. We're still going to stay along, we're, we're still going to be on drag tracks. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, jet cars, which is something that you really don't see very often. They've been around for, jeez, 30 years that I remember. Uh, I think one of the first ones I saw was up in Gainesville back in the 70s, as a matter of fact. Probably listened to a Ted Nugent song and probably blew the speakers out of my car at the time, too, because that song right there, Stranglehold, that was just, uh, that was blow your speakers out of the car music. But uh any rate... Um, some of these jet cars, let me tell you about these things. They use, uh, some vintage, uh, GE, Westinghouse, Pratt and Whitney engines. Um, they're around 6,000 pounds of thrust and some cases over 12 to 13,000 horsepower. Um, they, they'll, they'll run between 250 and 300 miles an hour and they'll run times, geez, uh, sixes, fives, probably faster than that, you know, depending on the track and track conditions and shutdown lane. That's real important. They got to have a place to stop. And, um, and they're built on modern day, uh, Top fuel chassis, you know, like a top fuel dragster, like, um, you know, a think Kenny Bernstein car or, or, uh, see if he's still racing and, um, Perdome and those guys and some of the other most, no- more notable guys. Unfortunately, I'm not a real big drag racing guy, but, uh, that's why I try to have guests on that know more about this stuff than I do. And, uh, the guy that we're gonna have on tonight has, uh, been doing this for about two and a half, three years. Uh, I met him a few years ago in Orlando at the, uh, Knights of Fire. And uh, the cars that he races, uh, well, hey, we got that little song queued up. We got him on the phone? Okay, let's do his intro song and let's introduce our guest and let him tell you everybody about him. Okay, Paul, are you there?
2: Yep, I'm
0: here. Okay, see, we, we played that song. That was our intro song. That was uh, the Chattanooga Choo Choo song. That's
1: so, good.
0: Uh, yeah, that's so why I figured that's a, that's fitting. So why don't you tell us good. a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about Jet Powered Cars and how you got into it, and and uh, let's uh, answer everybody's curiosity. Go for it.
2: Okay. I uh, I grew up in the 70s, and I I uh, started. I uh, worked for General Motors for 30 years, and uh, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> but uh, I started drag racing in eighty uh, seven and uh, I started going to all the drag racing schools—Frank uh, Holly's, uh, Roy Hills, and Brent Fanning's—and uh, that's how I started my drag racing career. Uh, just going to the schools.
0: And and Frank so Holly's, to... Frank Holley's right here in Florida, isn't it? It's at Gainesville. Yeah. Okay.
2: Gainesville so Dragway. He's a great teacher and uh, I recommend that to anybody that would like to start out at drag racing cuz uh driving a street car is nothing like driving a supercomp car at all. Uh-huh. And it's just, just the way to go, I believe.
0: How many uh how many times did you go to that school and 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 kind of tell us a little bit about uh what 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 happens when you first sign up for one of these drag race schools? And uh
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, Frank, like I say, he's a really good teacher, and uh, I was going to do boats, and I thought I would uh, try to do it on asphalt before I got on the water to drag race, but I fell in love with uh, the drag racing. Uh, So uh, they had a, a series called the Castle GTX Race Series, and I signed up for that. And uh, I did quite well. I ended up being the champ in '91, and that was pretty good. I won the I won at Indy, which is amazing. But uh, yeah, he just. Uh... So, you know, you call them up and whatever class you want. They got a super comp. They got alcohol dragster, alcohol funny car, and a uh, pro-stock motorcycle, which I took all the classes. And they had a motor class, so I took that. And, and I went back a few times to drive a funny car again, and it was just, it was just a great experience because it's just amazing to drive some of these cars. And uh, I went to Roy Hills to drive a pro-stock car, and uh, that's actually I went to Roy's, because I want, I thought driving a pro-stock car would teach me how to drive the alcohol funny car a little bit better, but uh, it was basically the other way around. Pro-stock cars are really hard to drive. But it's just a great way to go, and then I started going to the nitro, learn how to uh, work on nitro cars, and uh, that's what I fell in love with. Once you go to the line with a nitro car, it's just you don't want to do nothing else.
0: Well, like, for but, example, when you when you first go to like you sign up for one of these drag racing schools, you know, and of course, I mean, do you go in there? Can they can they say can you like sign up? Let's say for like uh, if you're if you're kind of intimidated by a really really fast car, can you sign up? And just bring like a do they provide you with like a street car that, You know, maybe a twelve, you know, a thirteen, twelve, I, thirteen I actually, second I, they
2: car. They do have a, a super gas car, where it's, it's probably like a maybe a ten ninety car, but it, you just progress as you go down the track you you know you first might just launch the car and then you'll go to 300 then the 600 and if you don't think you should go to the next you know uh like thousand foot or the finish line he won't let you you'll have to read you know redo the 600 foot but each each run they video it, and they all go to the classroom and he tells you about your run and he tells you about how your brain works and it's just really interesting how it all gets put together but uh it's uh, pretty interesting, all of it, and it's the way to go if you're going to be a race car driver, I believe.
0: So they start you out in increments then. So, in other words, they first they check you out on your 60-foot times, then they do, a, what you said, like a 600-foot, and then they do a 1,000-foot, or 300 yeah, and 600.
2: Yeah, 300, and th- 600, you know, and then after a while, you know, you might have you use your parachute, or, you know, they just want to make sure you know, you know, they'll tell you to go to 600 feet and you go to, 800 feet you might have to do the 600 feet again cuz you don't know where you're at on the track.
0: I got you. So in other words at that point you've got to pull out of the throttle. You got to back out of there at 600 feet or 800 feet or wherever you're at at the time if that's all they let you yeah. go, right?
2: That's what he's telling you to do, yes.
0: I got you. And then they got what like flags up there or they got markers on the track and everything yeah, like that.
2: Yeah, like an orange cone out, you know, so it's, it's pretty hard to miss it, but it's, it's possible so you can uh.
0: do it, it before. <laughs> okay. And then the same thing you did that on 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 drag bikes too. You did the same thing?
2: Yeah, same thing. And uh, actually, I was very fortunate when I learned how to drive the, the motorcycle. Was Angel Sealing, which is a pretty famous uh, bike racer. Uh, she taught me how to, you know, run the bike because I was running it, and uh, I could never see the shift light. And you know, I rode a lot of motorcycles in my day. Just on the streets, and you know how you wind them up, and you can hear the RPMs, and you just think it's going full blast. Well, the shift light wasn't even coming on, she, much, I wasn't grabbing, she, I had to wrap my hand farther around the, the mm-hmm. throttle before I took off, and once I did that, I, you know, I could see the shift light. So I, I ran pretty good on my first full pass, it Was a, I think it was an 842 at a 157 miles an hour. Which
0: is pretty good. Now, do those bike, bikes? Those bikes are full slicks, and they got little casters on it, like drag bars on the back of them, and everything like that.
2: Oh, oh yeah, it's just like a pro stock motorcycle that you see on TV.
0: Wow. They're, what kind of safety equipment do they do they uh, require you to wear when you when you're starting out and say, just like oh, just they, like it?
2: Yeah, they provided all the really? leathers and the helmets and the gloves and the boots and all their classes. They have all the equipment there for you.
0: When you uh, when you do these classes and you've run them for a while and you kind of like uh, you you've been in a class for a while, how long do the classes last? For example, I mean, are they like a, a week long or three days, four days? Uh,
2: some are three days, some are two days. It depends which you know what you're doing and you know, like say if it's a repeat class or, but I think like the super comp or the alcohol class are like three days. It, it might be changed now. That was like twenty.
0: Right, twenty some years ago when I took the classes. But. Mm-hmm. Now, do you now? And, and, and once you've got kind of used to going down the full, was it, uh, drag, uh, quarter miles? What, thirteen twenty? Is that what it is? No, yep, thirteen okay. twenty. When you do thirteen twenty, then what? As you, as they determine that uh, that the students are 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 capable and and confident enough, do they let you race side by side, or is it just one vehicle, one student on the track yeah. at a time?
2: Yeah, it's just one at a time, and you know, it, once you. Uh, they look like you're doing good, you've got to make so many runs, and then maybe you get your license for that whatever class you're going for,
0: so if you're a repeat student like in in your case, you went to Holly and Gainesville there a couple times um did you still do the same thing because you're at that point you're somewhat seasoned, did you still run the passes by yourself or were you in a position where they would uh, somebody would run with you
2: no it's, it, you're always running by yourself you're like, always
0: run by yourself cool yeah okay so now the other thing is let's say for example i want to sign up for one of these classes and um uh you know i, I, I let's say i'm used to running 12 seconds on the street or in the quarter or wherever i'm used to running you know and here they got 10 second cars and they got eight second cars um right. if you're a little nervous um and have a little anxiety about going that fast um do do they work you up to that speed with uh, in a, in a, in a lower, lesser powered car, or do you just jump right into a, you know, a pro mod or whatever you were driving at the time? And, uh, yeah, or whatever
2: super... class you sign up for, that's the, the car that they're going to be providing that day.
0: Really? So someone with no experience could sign up for a supercom car?
2: Oh yeah. Really? Uh, he might he might not let you go for the alcohol, you know, dragster or funny car, but he again he might. But I. Uh... I want my own.
0: So then you 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 uh uh what out of all the classes and all the courses and all the tracks that you went to school on which was like one of the best classes and one's courses what which one would you recommend to somebody that was listening right now that that might be might have an interest in uh pursuing um you know uh a drag racing career
2: I would say go for the supercomp you know the supercomp class and uh you know if you like it then you can step up uh, you know, to the next, you know, you know, like an alcohol car or something, but yeah, su- we start off with a super comp car because it's it's not that hard, but it, you know, it can be claustrophobic. You know, for the first few times you get in a car because you're strapped in with this big old suit on and it's hot out, usually in Florida, and it's, it can get pretty intimidated the first few times you get in.
0: So, a super comp car basically is like a dragster with uh, what? Just a regular ba- your basic big block Chevrolet in it. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, about okay. five six hundred horse. Now the length of that dragster compared to, let's say, like top fuel cars, it's what uh, probably a couple of feet shorter, isn't it?
2: Yeah, or, I'd probably but, say six feet shorter, maybe.
0: Okay. And uh, now this is just uh, this is uh, running on regular gasoline, or is it running on? Or is it running oh, on? Uh,
2: pardon me. Racing gas, oh, okay. have, uh 112 octane or 110 or whatever you know.
0: But I it's it, okay, but it's normally aspirated. It's a carbureted car, uh, carbureted motor, basically. Right. I got you. So there's no blower on it, no supercharger, none of that uh, fancy stuff no, on there.
2: That's the alcohol classes where you get the blower on there.
0: Okay, cool. So that 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 the course in uh, or the class that's in Gainesville, then you'd you'd highly recommend that one then.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't mind going back there myself.
0: So it's just fun to do the class.
2: Oh yeah. Try, if, you, if you ever drive an alcohol car, it's pretty it's pretty fun because the wheels don't come down for a while when it's launch. and. <laughs>
0: Well, now yeah, they've shipped
2: it a couple times.
0: They don't do that when you're a student, though, do
2: you? Oh yeah.
0: Oh, you can pull the wheels off the front end off the ground.
2: Oh yeah, for about sixty feet at least. Uh,
0: that that would that would be an eye opener. That would get your attention definitely. There's no question about that.
2: It's called uh, a WOT, wide open throttle. That's how you drive a race car.
0: That's wide open. <laughs> In road racing, we have an expression that says, "Wide open till you see God, then you break." <laughs> You know, yeah. you guys, you just basically wide open and then pull a chute yeah. past 1340. that's how
2: you drive all, because a lot of stuff don't work right, like especially on an alcohol car or on a fuel car. If you don't, you know, if your foot ain't all the way to the floor, everything isn't going to work right, you know, the timers and the, you know, the clutch. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm still old school. I'm still used to four-speed, so I usually, if I can't power shift, uh, you know. Um, right between gears, I'm I'm kind of lost. I'm not sure how that automatic is. Gizmo... So those cars are like that super comp car. That's basically a two speed, right? High and low.
2: Yeah, you just bump, you just bump the shifter once going on the track. Mm-hmm. And you that, got a trans brake when you you know you when you get your second light on, you put the trans brake on and just floor it. And then when the light comes down, you just let go of the button.
0: So there's minimal electronics in that. Versus a pro mod car is going to have all, or a pro stock car is going to have all the all the electronics, all the tech stuff, and yeah. And a, and a whole bank of shifter shifter rods there in front of you, right? Right. Gotcha. All right. So, then, uh, what, so once you, uh, went to school, then, 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 where did you proceed after that? What was your next step?
2: Well, I kept wanting to go faster, and I couldn't afford to take a, drive a fuel car because it was like, uh, 20000 that class. It was a, uh, Paul Smith's got a class in Florida, but it was $20,000 to take that class. And I, so I started, I went to his, uh, because General Motors would pay for a lot of my classes, because they got a tuition assistant program there, and I finally talked them into paying for it. But uh, I took a nitro uh, class where they learned me how to build the motors in you know like an hour, and I, that. Then after that, I just started to work on nitro cars for thirteen years.
0: Oh, really? So General Motors co-opted for your uh, schooling and education to build uh, fuel cars, fuel nitro motors.
2: And drive them, too. I, they kept saying, uh, you know, we can't pay for this. And I, go, I told them, I said, well, why do I got to be what you want me to be? I want to be a race car driver. And finally the guy said, okay. And they, started, they were paid for a lot of my classes over the years.
0: Well, that's good. That's a great fringe benefit. I mean, really, when you think about it, you know, you're in school. You're learning something. So if it's tuition, whether you're building engines or whether you're learning how to drive a race car, I guess it really doesn't matter. At that point, it's academic because it's, it's education. So, well, and the
2: plant I worked at was a transmission plant, and you know cars got transmissions. And I said, "Well, it's kind of you know what I'm doing here—building transmissions. I'm racing cars with transmissions, and it was—you know—it took a while for me to talk them into it, but I finally did.
0: Huh. Okay. So then, after you uh, went to school, what was your next step after that? And you—I you were...
2: I I, I took a class. It was Brent Fanning. He's got a—he had a, a, a fuel funny car. And I went to Denver, and uh, my first pass as a mechanic, we raced John Forrest. Oh, you did? And, uh, and uh, it was funny because we thought the crowd was saying boo, but they were saying moo. Moo? And which, uh, uh, yeah, because uh, Brent and Vicky, their theme of their car uh, was a cow car. It was called utter nonsense, and that's what their theme on all their cars. I raced a, a top fuel car with them and a, a top fuel funny truck Uh uh-huh and a funny car and i worked for them for like 10 years
0: oh no kidding so where were they based out of
2: they were based out of texas
0: out of texas okay so then what would happen so then for example if they were if it was if you had to go to a race or something like that you had to just kind of like fly and meet them at the racetrack wherever the venue was and then uh go to work right away and just start taking the motors apart and putting them back together is that what it was
2: Yep, that's how it worked and uh like I say you, when you work on a fuel car you show up on Thursday and you don't get done until Sunday with very little sleep
0: uh-huh so uh, in a weekend how many times did you have to take the motor apart
2: uh usually like on the IHRA they they run uh uh qualifying on Friday and Saturday but uh NHRA they got like two passes on Friday and two on Saturday so it's like four times on a weekend
0: is that per vehicle? Oh yeah. Okay, so in other words, when you were there and you were yep. working for 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 them for uh Vicky Fanning, did you work on the dragster, the truck and the funny car or were you assigned just to one vehicle?
2: Oh yeah, that was just one vehicle at a time. They, you know, they were, they used to have a funny car and then they've got a dragster and then they had a truck over the, you know, the 10 years it was every time we went to a race it would just be one of those vehicles.
0: Uh-huh. Huh, interesting. Um and so you were with them. You said ten years. Yeah. What was the displacement of the motors that you were building back in those days?
2: Well, all nitro cars are five hundred cubic inch, and uh, they just run on nitro methane, and just that you try to. The NHRA used to let you burn ninety, and they brought it down for a little bit, but I think they might have went back up to ninety. But I worked on Nostalgia Funny Cars where we run ninety-five to one hundred percent nitro. It just, you
0: know, sounds better. Wow. Hey, Lee, we got a song queued up here? Hey, uh, um, Paul, we're going to take a break just for a second. We're going to play a song, and then you hang on the phone, listen to the song, and we'll get right back to you, and I want to pick up where you left off. Is that okay?
3: Okay. okay. All right, hang on. Sit tight. Because too loud. Are you? Should that loud?
0: Hey, in case you just tuned in, you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We have a special guest tonight. His name is Paul. He's from Michigan. Where in Michigan are you right now, Paul?
2: I'm in Becumseh, Michigan. It's uh, about 30 miles south of Ann Arbor.
0: Okay. And uh, he is a drag racer by trade, I guess, now, right? Former GM employee. And uh, and you know why I played that song, too. See, I had that. That's kind of like a follow up to the Chattanooga Choo Choo thing. So, uh, why don't we talk about uh, what you're doing right now? You're uh, racing jet cars, right?
2: Yep. I uh, I got lucky one day. I was at the track, and I was working on a Nostalgia pony car. Rob and Rick Bruce out of Flint uh, got a Nostalgia 69 uh, Charger on uh, a Nostalgia pony car. And I was just, we got done racing, and I was walking by this jet car one day, and uh and uh, the guy goes, hey, you want to drive this? And I said, yeah. And the guy hired me about a week later, and I've been loving it ever since. I've made quite a few passes. Uh, I think out of the last three years, I've there's probably only one driver in the whole world that's made more passes in a jet car than I have. And I just feel pretty lucky. And it's just, uh, I just love it. And
0: well, tell us a little bit I, about that. Now, how many people in the country or in the world actually drive jet cars?
2: Well, we checked. Uh, we get we asked the n h r a how many people have licenses and uh there's sixty sixty licenses out there, but there's probably only twenty active drivers
0: so you're one of twenty drivers in the world that drive a jet car yes wow that's amazing now what's that like
2: it's uh it's pretty good i, I when i you know I, I our our deal if everybody anybody's seen our trains we put a big line show on, but uh we my my car makes some burner pops that you can hear ten miles away no kidding and my and my fire is probably thirty feet as as long as my car is the fire comes out the back on the line, and when I take off all I do is look for the finish line
0: <laughs> now these are basically exhibition runs, correct
2: yeah all jet cars are exhibition, and uh we just uh Tracks hires in to put the show on to try to draw the people in because everybody loves jet cars and I get to uh, hang out with all the icons in jet car racing. Bob Motes, uh, he drives a semi, and uh, the Shockleys they drive semis, and then Peppy, he's right out of Florida, he drives the uh, extreme machine, if you've probably heard of him before, but and then the Hannah's, Al Hanna, Rich Hanna, Bob. And uh I just get to hang out with all the famous jet car people, and it's a lot of
0: fun. well cool, now that our listeners in total are in total- uh suspense, tell us the names <laughs> that's what I've been saving for you. Tell us the names of the jet cars,
2: okay, you got uh Bob Maltz. It's just Bob moats that's he's just like he's been doing it for like ever
0: no no, no, no no, no, your jet cars that you oh. drive your name, your company, the one you drive oh. for that's what we want to oh. know.
2: Okay, Casey Jones, uh, he owns the Chattanooga Choo Choo. That's the one I drive, and he drives the Cannonball Express, and they look like old locomotives.
3: Uh huh.
2: And we've got smokestacks, bells, we've got a whistle on the truck, we got cow catchers, and it's just uh, when I go down the track, we've got smoke coming out my smokestack, and it's just we try to make the cars as equal as possible so it's a good finish line, you know. At the end, that, that we go across the finish line together, and it just—it's just amazing.
0: Uh huh. Now, when you when you guys do your exhibition runs, do you run both choo choo trains together, or do you ever run against some of the other uh, jet powered cars?
2: No, we always run together. That's our—we put on a show with it. We make uh-huh. it sound like a train coming to the starting line. But I have <laughs> ran another uh, jet car before. It was a cop car because um, Casey's car broke down and. They thought it would be good me drive you know race a cop car, but it didn't work out so good for
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the jet engines that are in there. I mean, those are uh... or tell us a little bit about the cars. So I mentioned earlier that they're basically like a top fuel chassis with basically a uh, thirteen thousand horsepower jet engine strapped to the back of them. Is that kind of yeah. it?
2: <laughs> my car, my motor came out of the Korean War. I used to have one come out of uh, the Banshee, but my I got a little newer style. Now it was out of a trainer plane, a Buckeye. And uh, like I say, my motor, I think, was built in 58 or something. And it's uh, it's got like 6,500 pounds of thrust. And I always thought about it, I got 12,000 horse because that's a lot. But I think it's got like 13,000. <laughs>
0: That's a lot. That's a lot of horse. And and your basic top fuel car out there, by comparison, is what eight or nine thousand horsepower now?
2: They got. I don't know if they got a dyno, but they say they used to say six, and I think they're up to eight thousand now. But I don't know if they got a dyno that can really tell you how many horsepower a top fuel car
0: has. That's mind-boggling. That is absolutely mind-boggling. In 1975, when I went to the uh, U.S. Grand Nationals in Indiana, uh, top fuel cars were just breaking six six and a half, or maybe close to fives, I'm not sure. And they were 2,500 horsepower back then. So here it is, you know, 30-some-odd 30 years, 35 years later, and those cars are pushing, you know, 70,000 horsepower out of a yeah. internal combustion engine, and you've got a jet engine that's between ten and 13,000 horsepower. That's mind-boggling. What's that like to have 13,000, let me say that again, 13,000 horsepower behind you?
2: What's I mean, that feel I, like? like? I said, It's hard to explain, but I always thought. But it's like a roller coaster ride that you can control. But but when I'm doing my show at the line, you know, when I do my burner pops, and the car wants to jump like ten feet every time,
3: because
2: uh-huh. I got my feet on the brake as hard as you can, you know, push. So it's pretty amazing. It's, I mean, I can't explain how. I mean, I've worked on a lot of top fuel cars, and I've uh, built I built a jet funny car, and I strapped it to a pole once, and I wound it up, and I said, well, no top fuel car's got anything on me.
0: <laughs> huh. Well, let me ask you a question. When when uh, So when you pull up to the track, because uh, I know I was up there with you in Orlando a couple of years ago, what exactly, I can't remember now, what exactly my function was. I had to stand there with a battery. Or some little, two. I had to send it with two leads, and I did something. What exactly was I doing?
2: Yeah, we have our batteries on, in our tow vehicles, okay. and we uh, we tow the car to the line, and we plug them in. Our starter is built right on the front of the motor, but it, you plug the the batteries into the it's got a cable. You plug it into that starter, and then you have a switch. And if you remember, you go to the low side. Got forty eight volts. We started on twenty four, and you start winding it up. And he, when it gets to like. Uh, uh, 15%, you, we, hit, you know, you jack it up to the to 48 volts and then, you uh, hit the igniters and, uh, it's, it starts, uh, coming to life.
0: So then you walk around back with your hot dogs and your marshmallows and then you have a barbecue basically, right? Yeah, they, everybody used to call them weenie roasters, <laughs> but I don't like that. <laughs> so those flames so, shoot out how far behind you? Uh, at least 30 foot. 30 foot. That's at the, that's on the starting line, right? Yeah, and then going down the
2: track, you know, they, that's how much it, it's flying out the back end.
0: So about how far down the track do you pull out of the throttle on that thing?
2: Oh, I I drive it full blast all the way to the finish line every run. Through the traps?
0: Through yeah, the lights. I,
2: my boss don't like it, but I go all the way to the finish line every time.
0: Oh, no kidding. Is that like a dragster then? You basically got your foot in it, you're wide open then, right?
2: Yeah, I, but my car has a throttle.
0: Is it a foot throttle or hand a hand throttle?
2: Handle hand throttle, and uh-huh. when, I, when I give it all... the all the juice it goes up to like 105% and uh which it's uh jet cars go by a percentage not a tag because it, I run like uh 12,000 RPMs. Mm-hmm. and uh my throttle goes up against my parachute handle and then when I as soon as I go across the finish line I pull both back at the same time and it shuts the motor off and my chute comes out.
0: How much? How much lane do you need? How much room do you need for shutdown lane? I mean, how far does that thing travel once you've uh, coasted? You've gone through the lights. Uh, I need a good quarter mile. So you need another quarter mile to slow it down to bring it to a stop. Yeah.
2: I usually don't. I I, I don't really like using my brakes because I want my parachute to do all the work because mm-hmm. hard on the brakes. But uh, uh, yeah, I try to just have my chute work do all the work.
0: So when you've got when you've got thirteen thousand horsepower behind you and that thing thrusts off, wh- what kind of g forces? I mean that's got to be like a jet fighter almost, really, for all practical purposes. Uh,
2: yeah, it's about we uh, say about four g's. It's more actually it's more stopping than starting because my car weighs twenty six hundred pounds. I've never drove a a light jet car yet, but uh, my car weighs a lot, so. It's, it's a little slow out of the gate. It runs, I think I've won a 119, 60-foot before. But uh, about half track, about an eighth mile, it's like uh, you better get ready to stop. Better get ready to pull the chute because it's haunting.
0: Wow. So the only thing that keeps you on the planet is the fact that there's no wings on the side of this thing, right? Otherwise, you'd yeah. be up there with the space station.
2: Yeah, and the motors are at like maybe one degree. We tilt them up just a little bit, so it's actually pushing down on the front tires.
0: Uh-huh. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so what kind of fuel do you run in these things?
2: We run straight diesel right from the truck stop. We got two uh hundred and twenty gallon tanks in our trailer and we go through uh I burn uh last weekend I had one run where I burned thirty gallons. I ran it out of gas going but uh we usually run between twenty eight gallons a run.
0: Twenty eight gallons per run? Yeah. Well that's mind boggling. Twenty eight miles. Twenty-eight gallons per ride. It's yep.
2: about one hundred and five gallons a mile.
0: Jeez, that's incredible. Um, okay, so then uh, now is, do you have? Do you guys just have the two cars, or do you have more than one? More than the two cars?
2: No, that's all we have. We have two two uh, trains, and the reason my car got built, uh, Casey was at uh, San Antonio and he ran it off. Uh, it was his first pass, and he had a new train. That he just built, and it was uh, it was a newer model looking train, and he ran it off the end, and that's how my car ended up getting built.
0: Oh, I see. So then yours was a spare.
2: Yeah, he went out. It was it was actually a, a regular dragster. Uh, it didn't have no uh, you know it didn't look like a train,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it, it ran about two eighty, but with all after we cut it down to make it look like a train, and uh, and uh, to fit the trailer too, his cars both we have both cars in the same trailer but it makes it more look like a train by being a little shorter.
0: Gotcha. Alright now you guys have a website too. It's called uh K C for you listeners out there, K C Jones or K C and Linda Jones jet powered locomotives. Is that is that the web Hang uh, on. That...
2: It's kcjones.com, dot com K C J O N E S Racing R A C I N G dot com. And we just got a Facebook page. It's Facebook slash uh, Team Steam. T E A T E A M T E A M. Okay. Team Steam.
0: You know, I just pulled That's it up Facebook. on uh-huh. I just pulled it up on the computer here, so I see it. This is Casey Jones, uh, and then Team Steam, and the Chattanooga Choo Choo and the Cannonball Express. So Jones dot com. That's good. So everybody out there, if you guys want to check out their website, now you got. Uh, You've got uh, some races here in Florida here in the fall, don't you?
2: Yep, I do. Uh, I got one at uh, West Palm Beach, which it's not called West Palm Beach anymore, but and then I got one at Orlando.
0: Uh, yeah, the Palm Beach is called uh, or West Palm Beach is Palm Beach International Raceway now. I think it used to be the Moroso racetrack, and uh, so yeah, you're
3: right,
2: you're exactly.
0: Right. And then Orlando's in Betheloe, correct? That's the uh, exa- well. The Orle- it's actually the Bithlow race track. Actually, there's a TV show they film there every once in a while. It's called Pink's. I don't know if you've ever watched that on TV, but uh, that's th- that's done there. And then you got a uh, you're up in Georgia. So the next closest place to Florida that was for everybody that's in North Florida, if they want to come visit you guys, watch you guys race, is uh, in Valdosta, Georgia. Right? Yep. Okay. So if you go to the website CaseyJones.com. Um you can go on there. They've got home, gallery, team schedule, crew info. There's pictures of uh Paul on there. Paul and his uh, and, and and Casey and his wife. And uh so you can get some information on this uh great, great looking uh that's a that's a nice looking website you got there too, by the way, that great looking uh um locomotive jet car. So um hey, we're gonna take a break for a second and we're gonna fire up another uh, we're gonna see if we can get this transistor radio working again here for a second, and then we'll come right back to you. Okay, Paul? So don't go away and we'll talk some more. Okay. All right, hang on. Howdy, partner. Was "Rock and Roll Hoochie Goo by Rick Derringer. All right, Paul, you still there? Yep. Okay. Hey, out of all the tracks that you've raced with this jet car, what are some of the hairiest tracks? I mean, you got some good stories, like some close calls or anything like that, or some funny stories? Uh, or?
2: Yeah. I, you you just talk about pink shows. I I did three pink shows this year. I just wanted to throw that in. But you did that do, was, pink, they oh, really? they're pretty interesting. But uh, oh yeah, last year when I first first of the year we put a new shoot on my car. And halfway through the year, it kept uh, I'm sliding off the end of every track, you know, almost crashing every run. And we finally realized that we put too uh, short of a lead line on Al Hanna, which is an icon in the sport. So Casey he said, you better get in that car or you're going to kill that boy. And he, <laughs> then we figured out that we just had the wrong lead line on my chute. And I, like I said, I was sliding in tires and skidding off the end of the tracks. So, yeah, I've had a few,
0: <laughs> Close few moments. Close calls. Huh. So uh, you mentioned pink. So what else did you do on the pink show?
2: I was like the filler while they're picking. You know, right after they pick the 16, they have us go out and make a run. And
0: oh, no kidding! Which yeah. tracks? Which tracks were these filmed at?
2: Uh, I did the Z Max, which was uh, the Charlotte track. Uh-huh. I did the Dallas Dragway, which is in Crandall, Texas, and I just did Heartland uh, Park, Topeka. Huh.
0: What are the uh, some of the other tracks that you're going to do up north there? I mean, you know, um like 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 uh us see you run up in you run pretty much a Detroit. Well, you actually run all over the country. Do you go out west very much?
2: Uh, I don't we don't go too far, but I I ran in New Mexico this year, uh, Kansas City, Iowa. We, like I say we don't go too much. Most of our shows are uh
0: on the East Coast and then the South. Mm-hmm. Where's KC based out of? Is he out of the Midwest?
2: Uh, he he lives in Oklahoma.
0: Okay, so he he's... lives
2: on. Uh, he lives like a mile from Thunder Valley. Uh huh. And we race there a couple times a year, right by his home.
0: You mentioned uh, earlier we were talking uh, in between there. You wanted to, you had a couple stories you wanted to tell us about.
2: Oh, I, I have a couple. I have a, a bunch of them really, but uh-huh. I I have a few that I really like. I, I used to work on a uh, Mini Arcades a uh, nitro funny car. Uh-huh. And that was like, I wasn't the crew chief, but I, I took care of the motor and the body and made sure everything was right. And I usually took it to the line, and you tow them to the line, but I, you still, someone's got to steer it. But uh, uh, Vinny red lighted, and we whipped uh, Jack, Jack Wyatt, and uh, he was pitted right next to us, and we were all done for the day, so he was a little short on crew guys, so I went and helped him, and we took it to the line, and we raised. Uh, uh dale greasy and uh, we beat him so i helped him the next round and we went up against bob gilderson and he ended up winning the race and i got to drive, to you know steer the car of the line and be a big part of the win and it was like one of his first wins of his career uh, 30 year career
0: wow that's great
2: and then that was another nitro time i was uh We lost first round on uh, Benny's car, and uh, Dale Greasy had two cars at this race, and uh, I think it was John Larson was the other driver, and uh, Dale was going for the championship, and uh, his crew would not work on the other car because he wanted to win the round. Well, me and Dom Magana, that's Bobby's little brother, which Dom has taught taught me a lot about fuel racing, and a guy from Chris Caramassini's car, which Tim... We both, me, Don, and Tim, went and put this nitro car together that we never worked on and didn't know where the tools were and got it to the line. And it was just amazing that we got it to the line, and we lost, but it was it was pretty cool.
0: The um, I got, Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: And I got to drive that car back from the finish line. I asked John if I could ride in it, and I've in quite a few re- uh, nitro cars in my day.
0: Even if you're not racing, it's still a big gas just to be able to ride back in those things or ride up in those things, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, just being part of a team—it's just amazing. And then when you start them up, it's just once you've been on a nitro team, go to the line with one and lift the body, or just do anything—it's just pretty amazing.
0: Now, those teams that they have for some of these cars—I mean, how many? How 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 big is the crew usually? I mean, how what's the crew member size? I mean, you have like five guys, six guys, four guys, three guys?
2: Four guys to six guys. Six guys is good, but you can do it with four, but it's a lot of work and. I've been on a team where I, did, I was the only crew guy, but hmm. we didn't qualify you know, for
3: that way.
0: Okay. Well, Paul, I just got my uh, five-minute warning here, so uh, I do want to thank you for coming on the air. And uh, we're talking to Paul Kelly. He races the uh, Chattanooga Choo Choo uh, Jet Car. And uh, it will be appearing in Florida here, okay, for all you guys. You can go to the website. It's uh, CaseyJones.com or Casey Jones Team Steam, okay, world's wildest jet-powered locomotives, okay, the Cannonball Express and the Chattanooga Choo Choo. And uh, they will be at West Palm Beach at the uh, – actually, that's the uh, Palm Beach Motor, uh, International Motor Speedway now, or, or raceway. Um, and that's on 10-9 uh, this year. And then they'll be in Orlando on uh, November 20th, right, Paul?
2: Yeah, and those are both two really good races. Speedwood, okay. one I really like, but uh, West Palm is good.
0: Okay. Well, that's cool. So, uh, if you're in town and if you're in Orlando, do you think you might be able to make it over here and you bring Casey over here and we get you guys on the radio? We can do a uh, full blown in the studio interview. What do you think about that? That'd be good. That'd be good? Okay. And then, uh, in the meantime, you can probably. How many races you got between now and then?
2: Well, I'm halfway through my season. I got 14 races left.
0: 14 races. Wow. So, what's the next one, the next upcoming race? I mean, I could look it up on your schedule, but just go ahead and tell us.
2: Uh, I got, uh, them. I got Englishtown, and then I got Dragway 42, which is in West Salem, and Cardova, which is a World Series, which is good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Skyviews in New York. Then I got New Media in Pennsylvania. I go back to Englishtown. Then I got Bristol, Tennessee, West Palm, Marion, Texas, Noble, Oklahoma, uh,
0: and then close to Florida, Urbandale, huh?
2: Irvingdale, Texas, and then uh, i got got uh, the Georgia race,
3: Aldo,
0: so. Okay, cool. All right, Paul, I'm going to have to let you go because uh, I'm winding up. You know what? It's just like drag racing. This show goes like really, really, really too quick. But I do want to yeah. thank you for coming on the show, and uh, I'd love to have you back. You'll come on again, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to let you go. i got to get here, and i got to do some advertising real quick. Uh, before the end of the show, i got a couple minutes left. But, I again, I want to say thanks, and uh, everybody out there, Check out this. Casey Jones, Team Steam, world's wildest jet-powered locomotives, Cannonball Express, and the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Paul, thanks for calling. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Have a good okay. one. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Okay. We got a couple minutes here, Lee. Okay, good. Hey, it's time to uh, mention a couple of our sponsors, okay? And I want to say hello to – well, hello. Hey, Yeah, I need everybody to sit there and walk into Bro's Pizza. They're downtown Clearwater. They got the great pizza. Greatest pizza in town, I think. You know, they're right downtown here. Go see my friends, Ulti and, uh, Fred, 441-6025. They got great pizza, whether you buy it by the box, whether you buy it by the slice. They got great, uh, veal Parmesan. They got sandwiches. They got hogas. They got all kinds of stuff. It's great. And then for all you golfers out there, be sure and go check out my friend Pete at Magnolia Valley Golf Club up in Newport, Richie. Give him a call. they got some weekend specials going on. they got some leagues at 727-847-2342. And, uh, you know, just the other day, Lee. How are we doing there? You're waving at me again. Just the other day, uh, well, it was yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, I lost the brakes on my truck. So uh, I could have used these guys, uh, although I was able to limp at home. But anyway, give my friend Kotakus, lefty at Kotakus Towing Dad there. That's 447-1952. They're in downtown Clearwater. If you need a great, dependable, reliable towing service, Kotakus Towing, they can, can tow you anywhere. Oh yeah, that's right. I got to remember my friends over here at the Rib Shack. uh, Say hi to my buddies over there. They they got great ribs. You got to check this out. We went over there the other day. They got great pulled pork sandwiches, beef sandwiches, ribs. You name it, they got it. This is the Rib Shack Barbecue over in Largo. That's five hundred one ninety ninety. That's five hundred one ninety ninety. So go over there and say hi to my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt. You know, and tell them that you heard their name mentioned on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And, of course, we can't forget our friends down at Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. So uh, when you get down to Krabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, that's right there on the main drag, okay, right across the beach there. Uh, say hi to Turtle. Say hi to Eddie. Say hi to Polly, and all the girls up there at the bar. Their number is 727-210-0988. And they got the best view. It's off the second floor. You just got a great sunset down there, so go see those guys. And uh, other than that, everybody else out there, stay safe. Drive carefully. And uh, we will see you guys hopefully next week again if uh, everything's cool.
3: You know, the day destroys a night. Night divides a day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side, the other side yeah.